Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Tell Us a Good Story. Today, we have a fascinating conversation for you with Sarah Stroll from Bob Ross, Inc. Okay, you guys. Bob Ross. Remember, he had the huge afro the painter, painter from PBS. Freaking Bob Ross. Back in the 80s and 90s, one of the most popular painters ever. Yes, he was huge, you guys. But I think his popularity is even bigger today than it was when he passed away 26 years ago. And Sarah gave us so many stories and fun facts about Bob. Like, did you know he was missing a finger? Kevin, shh. Don't ruin it, you guys. I can't wait for you to hear this one. I'm Kevin. And I'm Stephanie. And during our marriage, we have dealt with an electrocution, a brain tumor, brain surgery. Then doctors telling us that children were not in our future, followed by miscarriage, and then Kevin's cancer diagnosis. However, today, we live a life completely healed and restored with three healthy children who doctors said were not possible. And we're here to tell stories that inspire, give hope, and brighten your day. Welcome to Tell Us a Good Story. This episode is being presented to you by Luby Companies, a custom home builder here in central Ohio. Let them be your builder for life. They're freaking awesome. Steph, this is going to be a fascinating conversation. So friends, our next guest is going to have some amazing stories to share about one of the most famous and beloved painters in the world. She's an executive assistant at Bob Ross, Inc., and has represented the company in several interviews, articles, and videos about the legendary Bob Ross. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to Tell Us a Good Story, Miss Sarah Stroll. Welcome, Miss Sarah. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, Sarah, we are so happy that you said yes to having a conversation with you. So we came across your contact information after I read an article on Bob Ross, Inc., And it was on hustle.com and it was titled why it's nearly impossible to buy an original Bob Ross painting, which is amazing, right? So can you explain who Bob Ross was to to start this off? Of course. So Bob Ross was a television painter in the eighties and nineties. His show was featured on American public television networks and he taught the world how to paint happy little trees, mountains, lakes. He painted landscapes that very rarely featured people. And he just really wanted to share the joy of painting. He believed that everyone should pick up a brush and discover the joy of painting for themselves. And now he's become a worldwide phenomenon. Oh, absolutely. How long have you worked at Bob Ross Inc.? Since 2017. 2017. And what exactly do you do there? Any, Any fun responsibilities? Yeah, actually, a lot of really fun responsibilities. So I'm executive assistant to the president of the company, which means that I get to get involved in a lot of very interesting opportunities from bringing Bob Ross events to big fan conventions like TwitchCon, to the Comic-Con Museum, South by Southwest, to working to get Bob Ross paintings into museums, not only in the United States, but around the world. So it's very exciting. Oh, that would be very cool. Do you know why he never painted humans? Yeah, it was very, very rare. So there are two paintings that feature people, but they're quite far away. And Bob mentions in one of the episodes that he had a portrait teacher who told him that he clearly enjoyed painting bushes and trees more than he enjoyed painting people and to stick with what he loved. So he did that and he made an amazing career out of it. (laughs) Uh, Yes, he did. Absolutely. So... Let me go through some fun facts, Sarah, and I want you to pipe in with any details you have, any stories. Now, Steph, you you don't know a lot of this, so 
Bob was born in Daytona, Florida, 1942. Dropped out of school in ninth grade to work with his father, a carpenter. After an unfortunate accident where Bob cut off one of his fingers. What? He decided yes. he decided that carp- Whoa, 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 wait, 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 wait. Okay. So <laughs> the way this is worded on your website, Sarah, Bob mm-hmm. Rosing, is funny. It says, after an unfortunate accident where Bob cut off one of his fingers, he decided that carpentry wasn't for him. <laughs> <laughs> that is what is listed on your website, which is like understatement of the year. Yes, this is probably not for me. Was it like his painting hand or his non-dominant hand? Do you know? It's actually covered up in the show very cleverly. So it's his non-dominant hand, and it was the index finger on that hand. And it's covered up when he holds his really big plastic palette that you see in the show. So you don't see it very often. But there are um, certain pictures and images where you can tell that he's missing the tip of his index finger. But despite this, he was still super handy. If you watch the show, you can see in the earlier seasons, his um, first easel that he used, he actually made out of a stepladder. Oh, wow. Um, Yeah, so he's an incredibly handy person on top of being an amazing painter. Wow. Yeah, he cut it on a saw while woodworking with his father. That's crazy. Which most people didn't know that because he covered up with his palette. Yeah. Right. Then in 1960, the age of 18, he joined the Air Force, which eventually moved him to Alaska, where he'd spend the next 20 years as a drill sergeant. Okay. Okay. I would never put Bob Ross and drill sergeant to get like, which one of these don't fit? Well, those two don't fit. Steph, he was literally, his job was screaming at recruits. No way. It's true. Like this soothing man. Just, yes. Right? The most, the most peaceful man ever. Yes. <laughs> it was a So how did that come about? Do you know? Yeah. So when Bob was in the military, he took up painting, began to take on commissions from locals, as well as um, people that were just touristing around the area. And he was painting big painting for gold pans um, and just selling them. And it was something that he found he had a real passion for. Uh, So when he left the military, he said to his wife, hey, give me a year. Let me start working as a traveling instructor and see where it goes, because he just loved painting so much. And Obviously, it took him to incredible and amazing places. Wow. So, Sarah, I saw a quote, and I thought it was interesting, that he said that after spending 20 years in the military yelling so much, he never wanted to yell at anyone ever again. Mm. And so, he became very calm, very peaceful, one with nature, wilderness. And so, yeah, a complete 180. I would not have guessed that he was a drill sergeant in the Air Force. So, I'm assuming he was self-taught. He didn't take any classes. He didn't learn from anyone. He did. He did take classes. He did? Yes. Yes. Really? Yes. So let's go through that. So after the military, he retired. Mm -hmm. He moved to Florida. And he he was kind of like an understudy to, I forget the name of the painter that he studied under. Alexander. Yes. Yes. And so it's the wet on wet type of painting is what Bill Alexander kind of specialized in. That's right. It's um, it's a technique that's been around for a very, very long time. Um, and Bill Alexander was another TV painter that popularized it. Bob saw him on TV and he was so amazed um, to see because he was training in traditional painting and to see someone paint a landscape so quickly. He was like, I got to get in on this. So he ended up working with Bill Alexander, learning his technique, and he was a traveling instructor for Bill Alexander for a few years. So can you tell the story then, when he was the traveling instructor, about how Bob Ross Inc. then 
got started? Yeah, it's actually, it's one of those stories where it's something amazing that was born out of such a tragedy. So the Kowalskis, Walt and Annette, uh, actually lost one of their children. Um, And Annette was understandably absolutely devastated. She laid on a couch day after day, not really wanting to do much. But she was watching Bill Alexander on TV, and she was amazed by his painting technique. Uh, She wanted to take a class with him, but he wasn't teaching at the time. But he did have a disciple in Florida teaching his technique, some random guy. And Annette was like, you know, I don't really want to take a class with someone that's not Bill. But um, Walt said, you know, you really need to get up. You need to get out of the house. We're going to go. We're going to at least check it out. And it was Bob Ross. And Annette was just so amazed. She said in an interview once that she didn't even paint that whole time. She was just watching Bob and was absolutely stunned by his teaching technique. And they took him out to dinner. They took him to a Waffle House because Bob loved breakfast for dinner. Um, (laughs) And the rest is really history. They're like, we need to take this up the East Coast. And through doing that, they kind of stumbled into doing public television and obviously, Bob's popularity skyrocketed. Wow. So how did the TV show start, Sarah? Once he once they set up Bob Ross, Inc., right, and they're business partners, how did that come about? You know, it's a funny story because it's one of those things where it's hard to believe that someone would turn down a class with Bob Ross. But they were traveling around to malls in the early 80s. Bob was setting up an easel, painting in front of people, and then saying, hey, I got classes going on. Sign up. And... Some of the classes were so small that Bob actually ended up teaching a class to one person at one point. They just didn't have the numbers of people flocking in that they expected. So they decided to do a public television commercial to advertise for the classes. And an executive at the public television station saw his work, thought this is too good to pass up. And they did the first season of the show. Oh, and didn't and didn't get paid for the show, right? Was doing it That's free correct. for the pub, for the promotion and publicity. That's correct. Yes. So after retiring from the military, of course, he was creator and host of the Joy of Painting that aired from 1983 to 1994 on PBS. It was such a huge hit, stuff that in the 80s it was broadcast on over 300 stations to over 80 million worldwide viewers, and Bob would receive. 200 letters a day in the mail from fans, right, Sarah? Yes. Isn't that insane? That's crazy. 80 million worldwide viewers. I mean, I watched him. So I did I'm too. one of them. I did too. Totally one of them. So here's what's funny, Sarah. And you please, please correct me on any of these facts. According to PBS, which of course continued to air the Joy of Painting, 90% of viewers never painted along with Bob. I would say that is a correct estimate, yes. That's it. Is it because he was so fast? Because, I mean, he would do this immaculate, incredible painting in 27 minutes, right? Is, is that kind of why? Part of it is that Bob was a very quick painter. You have to keep in mind that people were watching him before you could easily record uh, a show. Right. So you couldn't just pause Bob real quickly and paint a little bit and then press play and follow along for a little bit more. You had to really move fast unless you had one of his books in front of you. But... Also, I think a lot of it was Bob is so relaxing. (laughs) So many people just watched him just to kind of relax for a little while and take a minute for themselves or even just take a nap. Um, Bob was well aware a lot of people found him so relaxing that they would fall asleep watching him and thought it was kind of funny. (laughs) 
That is funny. Yeah. That is very funny. I didn't even think of that. But yeah, his soothing voice and how peaceful it was and calming. Yeah, I, I could totally see After a rough day at work. For sure. Yeah. I could totally see that. So over the course of his career... Bob Ross filmed 381 episodes of The Joy of Painting. They did have some guests appearance that moved it over 400 episodes, but he himself painted on 381 episodes. For each episode, he painted three versions of the same artwork. Do you know why he did three painting for each episode? Yeah. So like you said, he was so fast and there was no way for Bob to be that quick with every painting if he didn't have an idea of what he was going to paint beforehand. Because Bob would also, he would film an entire season of 13 paintings within one week um, and sometimes less. So he was going through paintings so quickly. So he had sample paintings that he would bring to the studio with him. So he would have an idea of what he was going to paint. And those would sit off camera and he would reference them throughout filming. Then he had the painting that he actually painted on camera. And then there was a final painting that Bob was able to take a lot of time with. And that was photographed step by step to be used in the instructional books that correspond with the series. Oh, okay. I didn't even know that existed. The the books that coordinated with the I didn't know with that. With him you, teaching how to do step yeah, by step on I didn't that know makes that. Sense. that makes yeah, you need a little help to follow along if you're trying You'd to keep up to. with Bob. Right? <laughs> yeah. I would love it when he would make a mistake and he would just yes. like change it into something else. He he was he's yes. kind of known for that, right? Yes, it's all about no mistakes, just happy accidents and kind of rolling with whatever happens and that that is really what makes every painting so unique and special. All right, Steph, I've got a question for you. What's your favorite book of all time? Uh, obviously you met her where? Oh, I thought you were going to say the Bible. Oh, oops. <laughs> oh. So what's your second favorite book of all time? You met her where? <laughs> A distant second. <laughs> totally distant. It's a pretty good book. Sorry, God. It's still a pretty, pretty good book. But we're so excited. Where can people get our book, honey? Okay, I know this. Uh, Amazon.com. Yes. Barnes & Noble. Yes, and? And our website, KevinAndSteph.com. And, and what happens if they buy it off our website? <gasps> what do they get? Uh, an autograph from us. Yes. Who wouldn't want that? So, listeners, if you've already read the book, thank you so much. We've had such good feedback. One thing that helps us, if you can give us a review on Amazon.com, we would greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much, and thank you for listening. So even while famous, Steph, he painted nearly every day at seminars, events, charity auctions, in between all the tapings. I didn't know that. That I mean, that's a lot of tapings in a small amount of time. Small amount of time. Yes. And he was painting at home, too, just to get ideas for the show. Okay. So he has all of these paintings, right? What do you do with all of these paintings? So some paintings were donated to public television stations by Bob to help them fundraise. He also gave some paintings to friends and family. But most of the paintings that he did for the show are in the possession of Bob Ross Incorporated. Uh Um, We keep them safe. (laughs) And then we lately have really been getting more and more paintings on display so that fans Mm. can see them in person because it is such a special experience to see something that you saw on TV actually exist in real life and get to see the detail up close. It's really amazing. Would you guys ever have just an art museum just with all of his work? 
Because, I mean, I'm sure so many people from around the world would just want to come to a museum solely based on Bob Ross just to see all of his creations. That does actually exist. Um, ah! It is... It's so cool. It just opened up in October of 2020, and it is in the building where Bob filmed several seasons of The Joy of Painting. So many of the early seasons were filmed in this little house in Muncie, Indiana, that was an old public television station, and the house was not really used for several years. And then just recently, there was an effort put in to fix up the house, bring it back to what it was like when it was a station and turn it into a museum dedicated to Bob. It's got one of his original easels there. It's got a bunch of his paintings there that they rotate on display, as well as a lot of other Bob Ross artifacts and opportunities for painting classes. So you can paint where Bob painted. Oh, oh that's, that's cool. very cool. And my understanding is they've got 27 paintings there. And this is part of the Bob Ross experience, right? In, in yes. Muncie, Indiana. So Steph, over his lifetime, they estimate that Bob painted over 30,000 paintings, which is nearly three times the amount of like Picasso back in the day. And then Bob Ross Inc. has all the paintings from those episodes because they saved them. They have them like in a warehouse there. So just in the warehouse alone, they have almost 1,200 of Bob Ross originals. What? Which, if they were to sell, would be worth millions of dollars. Oh my, like, do you have like a warehouse where they're like, hung up they're like enclosed with glass so nothing happens weather protected yes humidity protection (laughs) like how do you do that because i'm like with canvases like they can go bad can't they um so we do have some paintings that are always on display at the bob ross art workshop and gallery and that's in new smyrna beach florida and then the ones that are stored in the office some of them are hung up on display whereas others are kept in boxes in our storage room. And we, we do keep them safe. We make sure that they're all right. <laughs> and the, the cardboard boxes stuff. What? This is like when Probably. we move. Okay. This is like us moving and putting all these, <laughs> all, all these paintings downstairs in our basement. That is hilarious. Millions I promise, of dollars. promise, promise. They're okay. My heart is pounding great. right now, Sarah. Oh my gosh. They're doing great. They're doing great. They're, they're still good. <laughs> Sarah, how often do you get phone calls on, can we buy a painting? Is that just like every day? Quite often. We don't actually ever intend to sell any of them. It's not really what Bob wanted. Bob wanted people to paint their own paintings, to have that experience of creating their own happy little world and kind of getting an escape from reality. And so we try to emphasize that. But by finding opportunities to have the paintings on display, like at the Bob Ross Experience in Muncie, Indiana, or even right now they're also on display at the Museum Moore in the Netherlands and also at the Smithsonian, having those experiences brings a lot of inspiration. Sarah, okay. wait, I don't want to. No, uh, Sarah, okay. you are so flipping professional right now. You are. We do, not, we do not intend to sell any of these portraits at this time. <laughs> we plan to put them in the museum. <laughs> like, wow, is she reading? Like, this is really good. <laughs> we get asked a lot about buying the paintings. <laughs> okay, I want to know what has been that phone call or that person be like, I'll pay whatever you want. I will pay you $10 million. I'll pay you a mi- like whatever the cost. I want a Bob Ross. Have you ever had one of those people 
Okay. So tell me that story. Yes. Actually, it wasn't at a work event. I was at my brother's wedding and one of the people at my brother's wedding was saying like, call me. He's like, I'm serious. I'm not joking. I want to buy one of those paints. I was like, I just work there and we're not selling them. I'm so sorry. (laughs) But there are very devoted fans out there. You know, we tell them you can look around, you can look at auctioning websites because people do own Bob Ross paintings. A lot of them don't really realize what they have. So you do find them on sale occasionally. If you want to buy one, please email Bob Ross Incorporated, email info at bobross.com. We will check the painting for you. We will tell you if it's a real Bob Ross painting because there are fakes out there. But, you know, we just don't offer them for sale, which is what I I had to say to um, the man at my brother's wedding. I'm so sorry. (laughs) It's just not possible. How can you tell it's an original Bob Ross? The only person that really can just look at a painting instantaneously and know is Annette Kowalski. She was Bob's business partner. And she's also, she traveled with him all over the United States and even outside the United States. She watched him paint constantly. She helped arrange his painting classes. She was there for all of the filming and she knows his technique and his painting styles and she can tell. Uh, And she does say that one of the things you look for is hesitancy in painting. Bob was not afraid of making a mistake because there are no mistakes. Um, (laughs) So he just barreled forward and went on with whatever he wanted to create. And you can see that in the brushstrokes. You know what, Sarah? Let's get her on the Zoom call here. I want let's test her out. Yeah. See if you know. I'm going to put this picture picture on the call. Let's see if she thinks it's a, a real one or not. <laughs> but no, Sarah, I was on a website this morning, Modern Artifact, and on the site they have some type of ocean scene that was painted by Bob. Steph, the asking price ninety five thousand dollars for this canvas, and Sarah here is storing twelve hundred. <laughs> Of I mean, personally. In, out in the garage. <laughs> and cardboard boxes. And cardboard boxes. <laughs> so let's talk about his perm. <laughs> yes. Is it true? He did not like his perm. That is true. Bob had straight hair. Naturally, very straight hair. And when he started working as a traveling instructor. He was looking for ways to save money. And, you know, when you have short, straight hair, you have to get haircuts quite often um, to keep that style. And a hairstylist told him, you know, you can save money if you get permed because you won't have to cut it as often. So he said, that sounds great. He got it done. It wasn't his favorite hairstyle. It did save money. And unfortunately for him, it became such a part of his brand. He couldn't let it go. Like all of the um, tubes of paint that he released had his face and his hair on it. I mean, he's known for that perm. So he was stuck with it the rest of his life. Not really by choice. (laughs) I mean, you're right. Like when you think of Bob Ross, you, you think, think of, of his hair. hair. You, you think do. of the hair. So to think that he you didn't can't even, change it, he can't change it. Oh, like poor he, Bob. Yeah, because if he was still alive today, he would still have to have that perm. Yeah, oh. because yeah, you're right, Sarah. It, it's on every product. It's on all the supplies. Everything is that like iconic. Like you can't think of Bob Ross without his paintings and without his hair. Like the two, yeah. two they just go together, right? Like peanut butter and jelly. Hair and paint. (laughs) So here's the thing. Even after almost 26 years from his death, 
He's popular with viewers who remember him as kids and also people who were not even born then, right? So the official Bob Ross YouTube channel, which is run by the company, is my understanding, has more than 4 million subscribers and more than 360 million views. Wow. To this day. To this day, yes. He passed away, I believe, on July 4th. Is that correct? That is correct. 1995, July 4th, passed away from lymphoma. And he did not allow the public to know that he was sick. Is that right? Yes. He continued filming for as long as he could. And he he didn't want to be a source of sadness for people. You know, Bob was all about bringing light and joy into people's lives. So he he hid that. And he was a very private man anyway. So in, in any other circumstance, I'm not sure that he would have wanted to share that portion of his life. But yeah, he, he kept going for as long as he could with painting and with filming the show because it's what he really loved. And unfortunately, he did pass away on July 4th. What's it like at his gravesite or, or the graveyard with, with fans? Is there a lot of activity that goes on like every year when they remember him on, on his passing? Not even just on July 4th, all year long. People bring paints, people bring brushes, they bring paintings that they did. They bring little Peapod the Squirrel dolls. They bring all <laughs> yes. sorts of items to Bob's actually very quite modest gravesite. And people people love to visit him there and leave leave little things for Bob. And I think especially paintings that people did inspired by Bob is such like a, a special thing to bring. Did he have children? He did. His son featured on the show. His name's Steve Ross. And you see him painting on several episodes. So although he passed away, like I said, almost 26 years ago, there are Bob Ross clubs t-shirts displaying his image and sayings and all the internet memes, which are very, very funny. His Halloween costume is one of the most popular on the internet. And again, almost 26 later, he's even, he's just as popular, if not more than when he was living. Yeah. In the past few years, people have really been turning to Bob as a source of comfort, not only as nostalgia of something that maybe a lot of people watched when they were younger, but Bob had such a slow calming way of walking you through a painting that slows you down and gives you a chance to to rest and explore something creative. And I think a lot of people desire that these days. Okay, I have a question. Mm-hmm. Since you are now employed by Bob Ross Inc., is part of your salary you get a picture of Bob Ross? <laughs> No, but I no! would love to. No. <laughs> no. Like she can't even she can't even take one of those. I know, that's why I'm She like, just stores them out in her garage. Still- <laughs> no, but I was just like, okay, here's a perk. You get if you work here for however long. She gets a free t shirt. You get a Bob Ross painting. I I don't know. I think that would be amazing. I'll bring that up. <laughs> you should yes. next time. Yes, your next annual review. Yes. <laughs> Throw throw that in there as part of negotiations. Just instead of a bonus, just hand me one of the originals. Yes. Yes. (laughs) What was the deal with Bob and rescuing animals? Because he's rescued squirrels. I saw a story where he tried to rescue an alligator in bathtub. Do you have any good stories of him trying to rescue all these animals? Bob would rescue any animal that he thought needed his help. And probably my favorite story that I've heard about him is that he rescued a cricket. (laughs) (laughs) He found a cricket on the side of the road that needed help. 
And he gathered it up and took care of it. He and Annette were traveling across the country and like a little like RV. And he insisted on taking care of this cricket the entire time that they were traveling. He was like, no, it needs our help. We need to watch over it. Keep it safe. Keep it protected. Um, Bob talks a lot in the show about how he fed any animal that came to his yard, squirrels, raccoons, anything. And he would talk to them, make sure that they were okay. And then release them back into the wild. If he like rescued an injured squirrel or something, he really had so much compassion for animals. This from a drill sergeant. Yes. Yes. Right. Like just polar opposite. Would not have guessed that. No. Would not have guessed that at all. So on Bob Ross Inc., you're selling art supplies and merchandise and classes and you, you can even become a certified instructor. Yes. But from a merchandise standpoint, what's what's the most popular? The Funko Pops are super popular. Um, T-shirts are always fun because you can show your Bob Ross fandom to anyone. <laughs> uh, one of the things that I think is really cool is that there's Bob Ross socks. And we see uh, a lot of men wearing them to work as a way to like jazz up like suits and things like that. They just have like fun Bob Ross socks on. So I always think that's really cool. Very cool. Well, Sarah, before we get off the call, any other fun stories that we should be asking you about off the top of your head? Oh my gosh. You know, we have had so many amazing experiences. I think one of the really cool things that we got to see was the very first Bob Ross exhibit that we ever had was in um, Percival, Virginia. I was in a very small local museum that's kind of out in the middle of nowhere. And people came from all over the world to see Bob's paintings. And when you get to see people have such an emotional response to seeing them in person, it, it gets you as well. You know, I've seen all the paintings. I've touched all the paintings. Um, carefully, <laughs> they're all okay. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I've, you know, made sure they're organized and stuff, so I'm very familiar with them. But to see people who never got to see Bob's paintings in person, who always watched him create them on the show, to see them get to see his paintings in person, see the depth of his paintings, the detail, it was a really special experience. So, I don't know if that's a fun story, but I really like that memory a lot. (laughs) Oh, I'm sure. That was very good. Well, listeners, for more information about Bob Ross, Inc. or the Bob Ross Experience, you can go to Instagram at Bob Ross underscore the joy of painting or their website, BobRoss.com or calling stuff 1-800-BOB-ROSS, which is very cool. But Sarah, where can people get tickets to the Bob Ross Experience? Um, So they want to go to the Minatrista website, Google online, the Bob Ross experience, it'll bring it up and um, you can order time tickets through there. And we will put that link in our show notes as well. Thank you. Sarah, thank you so so very much much for saying yes to us. We appreciate this so much. My God. Thank you so much for speaking with me today. This was so much fun. Friends, we want to encourage you to please follow us wherever you listen to this, whether it's on the Apple Podcast app, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or one of the other platforms. It's completely free, you guys. This helps us out big time with the folks who track this stuff. If you haven't already, we want to encourage you to please rate or even write us a review on Apple Podcast. We need as many as we possibly can, even if it's just one sentence. Thank you for listening, you guys, and sharing us with your friends. 